up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in my girl, Kate. Kate, good to see you this evening. And you will never miss a moment. So good to see you too, brother. Next, we have got Peter. Pete, come on. Hello, witches. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, fun. (laughs) Oh, wait, Derek, can I announce the next part? You can definitely do the next part. Everybody get excited. Why? Because we have a new tuner joining our platoon put your hands paws and claws together for the one the only steve hi everyone glad to join the team (laughs) glad to have you on steve Um, so if you have not already please like subscribe share Get the word out there. We always love people listening to the platoon. And who knows? We may be looking for new tuners one day. And you can, you guys can live the dream just like Steve's going to. <laughs> the, dream. the dream. And just to be clear, everybody, Sam will always and is still a part of our tune. She will always be a part of our platoon. Um, life happens sometimes. And she needed to focus on some other things. But she still loves us. She's still a part of us. She'll be back a couple times, hopefully here and there. But... Steve has stepped up to be a weekly tuner. Dun, dun, dun. Homework. <laughs> now, instead of assigning homework, you get to have homework. Oh, like yeah. the rest Yay! Of yes, but your homework is watching TV. It's not hard. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, it depends on the week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. <there's... laughs> hey, All right. What have we got going on for Disney Plus News this week? Very, very little. All the only thing I have for Disney Plus News, other than this amazing new tuner joining us, is uh, Eva Longoria and George Lopez will be starring in the upcoming Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day Disney Plus movie. I remember this book. I liked this book as a kid. Um, and I, I actually say often, I've had a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. So, and when I'm I to Australia. What? Is that what he did? And when I moved to Australia? Yes. Yes. That was his thing is, you know, what was going to, had a horrible, terrible, no good, very bad day, and he was going to move to Australia. Yep. Yep. So back to you, Derek. Okay. This week, we are right on top of the Disney new releases, as we will be for the next couple weeks. We are reviewing Hocus Pocus 2. Now, I'm tempted to either invoke the thumper rule which is the if you can't say something nice don't say nothing at all or quote Alice Roosevelt Longworth if you can't say something good sit here right next to me 
And knowing that if I invoke the thumper rule, this would be a very short show. We're going to go with our brutally honest opinions of Hocus Pocus. Now, I have a feeling it will be a very split decision. But we'll have to see how things go. So, Hocus Pocus 2. Basically, the idea behind it is they bring back the Sanderson sisters. Now, however, they start off with 12 minutes of backstory on the sisters and how close they are together. Pete, I'm going to go for you first. Did we need this backstory of the sisters? So I am going to say no, because I really don't think it added much to the story. It added maybe a little bit to the ending where, um, you know, where you kind of under you, you felt more for um, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to remember Winnie. the different Winnie. That's it. But did it is it was it necessary? Um no, I'm the best part about it was we got to see uh, someone from Ted Lasso show up, <laughs> which any yes, any yeah. actor or actress from Ted Lasso. Fantastic. But other than that, I did not think very highly of the opening segment. I don't know. It's it's something you do in a sequel, right? You got to give us more backstory. But what I didn't get about it was like I, it, like it was done kind of to give us sympathy for these characters, but there was nothing sympathetic about the characters once we were in modern day Salem. So I don't understand why it was there. I, I really don't. Um, and and I will be saying I will be saying some nice things about this movie, but um, I can't say a lot nice about that. So Steve, what do you think? Actually, I loved the backstory. The actress who played Winnie was just amazing. Did it have anything to do with the rest of the story? No, but that section totally loved it. I would disagree with you, Pete. I think even in the pre-credits, they were not nice people. I mean, basically burning down the Reverend's house, but I thought well, she stole the entire movie. That that 12 minutes, probably one of the best parts of the movie. Kate, what do you think? Oh, we oh, can't Derek. <laughs> I, I would love to go next. <laughs> then go ahead, Kate, and I'll provide the rebuttal. No, it's okay. You go. <laughs> I would like to end this section on a happy note. Look, the girls look like they were in a Sanderson sister lookalike contest and probably wouldn't have won any prizes. <laughs> um, we'll start there. Um, but my bigger issue is this reminded me of the rehashing of Maleficent. Rehashing of Cruella, trying to make us feel sorry for the characters. What is wrong with having a character that is simply not a good person and is enjoyable as a baddie? I don't need to go back to the story on the evil queen from Snow White, how she never thought she was pretty enough growing up, and how the pressure of ruling slowly drove her to madness. Um, let me enjoy her for the evil person she is. Not everyone in movies and stories has to be sympathetic. That was my biggest issue with the first 12 wow. minutes. Okay. Wow. Um, well, I am on pretty much the same train as Steve. Uh, I loved it. I loved the backstory. And just looking from an actor's point of view, those three actresses nailed, nailed 
the mannerisms of the Sanderson sisters um, just from their facial expressions, their little facial tics to the way that they physically move, the way that they produce their lines. It was unbelievable. Just the, just looking from just an actor standpoint, I was like, especially uh, the actress who played Winnie just absolutely nailed it. Um, I don't, I interpreted this differently, I guess. I didn't take it that they were trying to get them to like the sisters. To me, this set up the end. This, this, the whole point of, and this is just my opinion, but the whole point of that first 12 minutes was to show their bond, to show where they came from. No, they weren't great. They did horrible things. Um, but was to show their their bond and when Winnie was being separated from her sisters, how she responded to me, it set up the ending. It set up, no, the, this is the thing that you love most. Um, so that, in my opinion, it was very needed uh, to give more context to to the ending of the story, if that makes any sense at all. So I think it was very needed. Makes sense. And we will discuss the ending here in a little while. Yes. But what you said, I think is fair is you had, if if you didn't have these first 12 minutes, the ending wouldn't make sense. Correct. We will talk about the thoughts about the ending here in a little bit. Okay. So we go, if you haven't, if you haven't watched the movie yet, go watch it and then come back and watch the rest of the show. Because the first Spoilers! And then, so we go on, we meet the the girls who are having the typical teenage angsty. Two girls are hanging out and one of the girls is mad at the other two and they're not getting along because one girl has a boyfriend, et cetera, et cetera. And then they go light this candle. They're tricked into lighting this candle that all of a sudden becomes another black flame candle because of course it does. And then you see the witches reappear singing, the witch is back. And this is not the only time they sing in this movie. And Kate, I, as our resident musical oh. theater expert, I'm going to throw it to you. Oh, how was what was your opinion of the use of the singing and the use of the songs within the movie? Oh, I misinterpreted this question when I prepped for it. I misinterpreted this question. I thought you were asking, "Did we like the movie? <laughs> were we singing a happy tune?" Oh, okay. So looking from, um, I did not care for the music. Uh, Believe it or not. Um, The only part that I will say I I was like, oh, that was real good is when they mixed um, the I say into pie up and baby up and die into one way or another. Thank you. Into one way or another. That was genius. That callback was genius. And again, that was them putting the spell on the people. I get it. Um, I all I do wish that they had mixed a little bit more of I put a spell on you into that song. Um, no, I found the songs very cringy, unfortunately. Uh, that was that was partly when I was like, oh, this feels very forced. Oh, this feels very forced. Um, and 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 I will say overall, I was a big fan of the movie, but I will explain that 
later as to why, because everyone will not be a big fan of this movie. And it is a certain type of person who will be a big fan of this movie. Uh, but the songs I found very cringy. Um, the witch is back. Just, I didn't find it needed. I didn't find it needed. It in the original, there's really only two songs for the most part. Well, no, there's two. There's, um, oh. Yeah. Sarah singing, um, come, come little children. children, I'll take you away. And then I put a spell on you. It's not supposed to be a musical movie. That wasn't the point of the first movie. So it felt very, the, that's one of the negatives that I will say about the movie is it felt very forced, not needed. Did that made me like, Oh, this is so cringy. Uh, Pete, what do you think? Um, so with you, I did, actually overall like the movie which kind of surprised me i hated that first sequences where the witches appeared and they sing an elton john song i love elton john <laughs> the scene makes no sense at all that you're 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 brought back from being dematerialized and you sing a song that you didn't exist that you didn't that there's no way you know this song and like this is the first thing you're going to do is like dance around the woods with nobody there singing a, singing a pop song about witches. It, it made no sense. Like it, it's what you said, Kate, if it was a musical, that would make sense. Other than this one scene, it is not a musical. Yes. They sing on stage and that I'll give them that. Cause they did that in the first movie. The, this, the scene made no sense at all. And it really like, I don't know. The the early part of the movie I liked I liked the stuff about the teenagers. I was okay with that. And then this came and I was like, oh, I'm gonna really hate this, aren't I? And I didn't. <laughs> but I hate hey. but that but that scene in particular, I was like, this is cringy. Cringy. Cringy is great. It's a great way to say it. Cringy. What about you, Steve? Um I'm not agree with Kate. I did not like that first musical number. It seems so out of place. I think the best place to put it would have been at the end. Didn't they sing it again at the end in the credits? Yes. Uh -huh. yes. yes. That's where it belonged. Um, the other number on the stage, it, I was hoping for something big, like you put a spell on me and I was just sort of that missing. It seemed like really like Kate said forced, I guess yeah. was missing something. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah somewhere. Somewhere out in John's throwing a sequined platform heel through a window. I mean, which he does own because I've seen him in concert and I've seen him wear them. <laughs> even, I mean, with the fact that even the characters after the first song say, Who are they singing to? <laughs> even calls out that, yeah, this doesn't work. Yes. Um, uh, this felt like they needed to get Bette Midler more songs because they thought that's what people wanted or it was in her contract. I, I yes, it was it was fair. like it was like we got Bad Midler, we got to have her sing. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It may not have been as bad if they had either a written original songs, right, or chosen different songs. The first one that came to mind for me was Superstition by Stevie Wonder. Oh, what that a great one could have worked. Yeah, but even do a little bit of the same song again, like a twist with that. Now. Part of me yep. says if they really wanted to cross Disney platforms, have them do Hidgetus Fidgetus from Sword in the Stone. Who sings that? Merlin. Uh, when, he's when he's packing up the, yeah. the cottage. 
Great, yeah. Disney, great oh. Disney movie, by the way. Great vault movie. We should watch that. So, um, to me, changing a few words to a song is lazy writing. It's mm-hmm. especially for the fact that they chose, and then the one way or another really didn't. It worked even less than the witch's back, which is hard. Well, so. and, and that scene ended up making no sense either because they uh-huh. hypnotized this whole crowd to find this guy. And then they, and then they don't him. follow him anyways. And the crowd keeps going to find right. the guy and they find him. And but then like, they become unhypnotized when they see the girls. Or no, they, they touch no, they no, touch the they guy. Touch, when they found him, they became unhypnotized. Right, they touch and then they're done. And they're done. Because, but it, also, like, who took his apple? <laughs> and who did take his apple? That I didn't get. Yeah. Someone took his apple. But... And to me, it's, it's, it's the same curse they put on them in the first one, which was dance until you die. That was literally the curse that they put on them was dance until you die. God. And they didn't. Because in the first nice. one, in the first one, they are dancing until the idea is they're dancing until they die. Because in the in the credit scene, you see them all stumbling out of the school at day, at dawn. Having right. all danced all night, right? Yeah, because the witches had been right. Never, but right. Yeah, so this one just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's fair. We're going on, and then the next big thing that we notice is we have the amok, amok, amok. We have the walk with the Sanderson sisters. We have all those different things. These callbacks to the original, Steve. Did all of those recycled jokes work for you? Not all of them. There's probably some I missed. My favorite one was when the, he was in line for the candied apple. And there was the two characters who were dressed as the devil and um, Penny Marshall in the hair rollers. I thought that was a better callback than actually seeing them in the movie clip when um, one of the witches went back. <laughs> yes. So there's two callbacks. And they talks in, does that get into, um, basically, does it mess up the timeline? Because it was an actual clip from the actual movie. So that was probably my favorite callback. Um, the Roombas, I did not like that callback. Because uh, that seemed like a week trying to be funny, and it didn't quite work for me. I, I have to say, at first, I didn't like it. But then I have to say, like, as the like Roombas are following them around and then like they get them out of being trapped by the salt, I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty clever. I laughed <laughs> so out I didn't mind loud that. when she had Roombas on her feet okay. and she called them Broombas. Yeah, I, did, <laughs> I laughed I didn't mind that. out loud. <laughs> Sorry, continue. I also um, I also liked uh, Sarah Jessica Parker was flying on a um, Swiffer. Swiffer, but I don't know if you noticed, like when she was flying, there were like bubbles Bubble. coming out. <laughs> I, I missed like, that part. I did like that. Yep. Um, I, I did like the, they they got the muck in there, and then at the end, the girls were walking like like they originally walked. Like there's there's small nods. Um, not I'm not a huge fan of the Hocus Pocus movies. So there's probably things I missed. So, how about you, Derek? Uh, I I mean, I get it. It was funny in the original when she wrote the vacuum cleaner. All this stuff smacked of trying too hard for me. It it was all, let's try and have, you know, give all the funny jokes from the first one. No, because they're funny once. You don't run the same gag twice. 
I mean, yes, I realize there are um, franchises that get away with running the same gag twice, <clears throat> Marvel, but um, nah. you don't. I got a bad feeling about this. He's on the moon. <laughs> Steve, run while you can. <laughs> Too late. You're a part of us now. Um, it, it, to me, what got me more was some of the anachronisms and that they use. Okay, big English word. Anachronism is stuff from the period not fitting. Like it's her writing the Roomba instead of a broom would be an anachronism. Oh my god, that was so funny. Um, but they didn't go. If they're going to do that, they didn't go far enough. Why would the witches know to smile with a selfie from the cell phone? I mean, it was the little continuity errors on things like that. If you're going to stay in 17th century character, stay in 17th century character. Don't be smile. I mean, don't be smiling for the selfie. Don't be. Yes, I get the Roombas. Fine, whatever. But how did the carnival not freak them out? Because remember, in the original, all those trick-or-treaters freaked them out. And all that kind of stuff. How did the carnival with its rides and its, you know, the witches? Yes, she had the conversation. Don't tell them it's a poison apple. Yeah, okay, fine. But they either need to stop or go farther. I think they missed the boat by trying to stack somewhere in the middle for me. Kate? Um, so is this where I can say if I like it or not? <laughs> sure, why not? Sure. Okay. In my opinion... As someone who I feel like, especially, so it came out in 93. Um, I was five when this movie came out. Um, this movie was perfection. Why? Not because it was cinematic gold. Okay. Not because, this movie or the original? This movie. This movie. Not because it was cinematic gold. The movie cannot stand alone on its own. This movie can only work if you know and like the original. This movie can't work on its own. This this movie was made for people like me who, I mean, Hocus Pocus originally, the original flopped in the box office. It did not do well. In fact, bet there was a um a interview that came out where Bet Midler was like, "We did not expect this movie to do well in 93." Um in my opinion, this movie had the perfect amount of callbacks with the amok amok saying something, something. This happened in 93. Like having the kid who worked, um, who like saw everything that happened. Oh my God, Billy and having Billy be like, no, I'm a good zombie. I don't want to eat your brains. Um, the, the Roombas, was it kitschy? Was it dumb? Yes. Did it make me laugh out loud? Absolutely. In fact, I would have been okay having, like they did in the first movie, Sarah Jessica Parker and Winnie on brooms and having just Mary be on the Roombas. Um, oh my God. The part with the, with the electric doors where the doors were opening. I <laughs> okay, laughed yeah. out loud. Um, I thought it was genius when they were like, yeah, you want childlike skin? Sure. We can show you. And they go to a Walgreens. Are you kidding me? Like, 
Um, were there parts? Did the music when she, when she held up the mask? <laughs> yes, she's like it's a child's face. <laughs> and so then funny. she eats it, and then she eats the mask, and she's like, "What's it taste like?" And she's like, "Oh, it's fruity." Like, I was is the movie as itself terrible movie, but for someone who loves how the original movie made me feel the cult classic that is hocus pocus this movie nailed it and what a beautiful oh my god i mean i had to like put my hand on casey at the well we're not to the end yet never mind we're not gonna talk about the end but um yeah i thought the recycled jokes were perfect I'm so I would have been pissed if they didn't have a muckamuck, if they didn't have the walk in there, um, if they didn't have something with the brooms, if Billy hadn't shown up. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't have the original two kids or three kids. Three kids. I know. Um, now, there was a super meta callback um, that the witch at the very beginning of the movie who gives the three girls their powers or the book that in the original movie, the youngest daughter, the youngest girl that I can't remember her name, Dora is dressed Birch. up like yeah. that witch, which I thought was... And I can't even take credit that I noticed that in the movie. I saw a post about that. Um, I thought this movie did exactly what it was meant to do, which was give something to the people who love Hocus Pocus. It's not a great movie. It is definitely not a standalone movie. If somebody, if I had just watched this movie, never knowing or seeing the first one, I would have hated it. I would have thought it was terrible. I thought it did what they set out for it to do. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah, I have to. I have to agree with you. As I said, I've, I've been pretty negative so far. Um, you know, I thought when the witches first appeared, it was like this is this is stupid. I was I hated the trailer. I was because because the trailer was all the recycled jokes, and it was like all they're going to do is make this movie exactly the same as the original movie. And yes, they recycled some of the jokes, but I thought that it wasn't the exact same story, and it wasn't. It wasn't so close to the original that I was annoyed with it. And so overall, I actually, because I said, you got to do the amok joke. You got to do the flying on something stupid joke. It's, you, it, you know, as you say, this is, this movie is meant for people that are fans of the original. And there's, that's a huge number of people. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, it's, it's a hugely popular movie. Um, it wasn't at the time, but over the last, you know, 30 years, it has become very popular. And, um, you know, they're making a movie for those fans, but I thought they changed it enough that I didn't, because like the black cat shows up and I'm like, oh no, now the black cat's going to be talking. But Oh my God, his name was Cobweb. Yeah, but, 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 but like, like it didn't, it didn't do everything awful that it could have done. So I, um, I thought it had the right amount of recycled jokes is what I would say, because mm-hmm. you're going to have recycled jokes. You simply, you, you have to in a movie like this. And I, I thought it would be entirely recycled and I didn't think it was. So Steve on to you. I'd agree with you, Pete. There was enough news story that I felt entertained. I didn't catch myself like sometimes looking at my cell phone. When I was gauge watching it. I agree with you too, Gate. I have to remember I am basing off knowing Hocus Pocus. If I didn't see Hocus Pocus, it would have been, <laughs> what am I watching? Change the channel. 
stop right. watching. So, yeah. Wait, and if and if you hate Hocus Pocus, you would hate this. Oh gosh, yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Derek. No, go ahead, Kate. Can I? I just want to add in one really thing, really quick. Um, how they did cobweb is how Figaro should have been done. Yes. Only as that is how Figaro should have been done. But as a kitten. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. But when Cobweb showed up, because some of those were a little bit CGI'd, but it was still a real cat at some point. So that is yeah. literally I looked at Casey and I was like, that's how Figaro should have been. Anyway, go ahead, Derek. <laughs> I would totally agree with that. Um, so we go along to make a long, long, long story short, at the end. Winnie goes for the superpowers. Um, Derek, spell. you never answered that question. Yes, I did. Steve started that question. Oh, sorry. I thought Pete started it. My bad. No, Steve what? started that question and it went all the way oh. around. And then back to me. me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it's my water. Winnie goes for um, the, you know, be super powerful spell, which takes away. The things that is most important to her in order to get all these ma- super magical powers, which we end up finding out is are her sisters. And the one of the main gir- teen girls also uh, we find out is a witch. Really, because it's her 16th birthday. It's on Halloween. Of course, she's going to be a witch. And they end up casting a spell to let Winnie go be reunited with her sisters. Billy goes and be reunited which that's the one that didn't make any sense to me why he disappeared because why didn't he just die again you know put him back in his grave actually put him six feet under and let him die but do you was the ending satisfying for you was this a good ending to this movie is it going to me yes you pete (laughs) sorry sorry we have on here it's slipped out. Um, yeah, I didn't hear me there. You know, it's funny. I I would say yes. And my, in fact, my daughter saw it before we did, and she said to me, "I cried at the end." And I was like, "You cried at the end of Hocus Pocus too? I don't. I don't get it." And um, I didn't cry. I didn't think it was that. But I was like, "Oh, okay. I, I understand why she cried." Um, you know. So I I thought you know I thought they. Again, it, they made it different. It wasn't the whole movie wasn't about them trying to eat children. It ended up being about them trying to cast a spell to give her power. And then when she did it, uh, she found out that it lost her her sisters, and she regretted it. You know, so um, I, I would again argue I don't think you necessarily needed the intro to to understand that because we have the previous movie and all of this movie to know that she's close to her sisters. So I don't really know that you needed to know that, that intro, but I did, I did like that, uh, that ending, as I said, not just, Oh, the sun came up, you know, do the same ending as the last one. The sun came up and poof, they're gone. Um, you know, it, it did something different. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I did, I did find the ending satisfying. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about having the girl be a witch uh, out of kind of nowhere. Like they didn't set that up at all, really. Um, And 
it was just it seemed to me like just convenient to have her be a witch and um like they didn't make her like the descendant of, like you could have made her like a descendant from you know like her family's been in salem for 500 years or something like that that would have made sense but they didn't do anything like that but um you know it was it was i don't know i was satisfied um what about you steve Meh. yeah it was it was it was no kidding i don't i think they could have done better yeah um, but I feel like the witch story, it was alluded through from the very beginning of the movie that she was going to be a witch with actual powers in a roundabout way. So that doesn't surprise me. But the ending, yeah. That's that's my opinion. Yeah. 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 Okay. How about you, Derek? Yeah. And, and no, it didn't work for me. I'm sorry. This goes back to the if they are witches, treat them like witches and destroy them like witches. Nothing else, throw a bucket of water on them. I mean, if you're gonna repeat things. Throw a bucket of water on him and get him out. What a world! I mean, it's it didn't work. Steve is right. It was telegraphed so hard in advance that the girl was going to be a witch. You know, it was Winnie's sixteenth birthday at the beginning, which that did not look like a sixteen-year-old girl when she was young. Winnie that did not look like a sixteen-year-old girl to me. But I, I also had a problem with that. Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler are apparently like three years apart <laughs> based wow. based on the child, based on the children. Yeah. I didn't quite buy that either. Yeah. Um, to me, guys, this was made for elementary schoolers. This Ooh, is not, yeah. a, this is not a scary that. movie. This no. is a scary no. movie. The original movie was is not scary. a scary movie. The original, no, yes, it was. The you original, can't. Billy was scary in the original. Kids. Yes. And they kill the witches. Yes, the first one is you probably more scary. You the original to elementary schoolers. You could show this to elementary schoolers and there wouldn't be any problems. This was yeah. made for elementary schoolers and people who used to watch the original Disney made-for-TV movies. That That is your target audience. Just saying. He's, he's not wrong. Yeah. I mean... The 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 ending for it's this. Me. I'm the target audience. Either either be either they're witches or they're not, and it goes back to my original thing of how can you if she's truly an evil witch and going for the most powerful how can you how are we supposed to feel sorry for her? Mm. So, Kate, yeah, I, am I just cold hearted? I feel like I'm Derek this episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm Derek this episode, and like. I'm the wrong one, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was the. I said perfect. I liked it. That's true. I'm, I'm kind of in the I middle. I thought it was the perfect ending. Um, I will agree. I wish that they hadn't pushed that. Like one of the girls is also a witch. I wish they hadn't pushed that. That wasn't needed because we don't need a hocus focus three. We don't need a hocus focus three. No, and let and, the target and, audience say. But we it's alluded to, and the candle, the black candle, at the end credit scene. Please, God, I no. know we do not need a Hopo three. My <laughs> guess is they're going to make a Hopo three based off of this trio. It's not needed. That will flop. That won't do. In my opinion, that won't do well. I thought this was the perfect ending because it left the memory of those three witches in more of a happy light as opposed to burn them at the stake game of thrones kind of light um 
it left it it closed up the chapter with billy i also got very emotional when the book cried when the book shed a tear i leaned over to casey and i was like i'm having emotions about an inanimate object um an inanimate an inanimate object that's made out of human skin oh god yeah it's made out of human skin (laughs) but um in my opinion it was the perfect way to wrap all of it up i loved it now that being said do not make a hocus pocus three this was a this was a one shot like you had your original you had your movie for your nostalgia people that would be me i am nostalgia this is it let it die it's just like how they need to let Grey's anatomy stop being a show but anyway that's me that's what i think okay well it's that time is that time of show again kate pixie dust rating out of five what what are you going to give it and okay give it and i've got a question for you but so give me your answer well this is hard because do i base it on as a standalone movie or do i base it on uh, and that was going to be my question you base it on how you liked it as a standalone movie by itself without the original it's like a two but with the with the original i'll give it a i'll give it a four that's high man that's high though give the original three and a half if that makes a difference you know what i'll give it a three and a half make it a three and a half Pete. So I last week you told me that I'd given the first one a three and a half, which really kind of shocked me that I gave it that high a rating. I can't give this one. My wife liked it a lot. My daughter liked it a lot. I liked it okay. Um I'm gonna give this a a three because I did end up enjoying it more than I thought I would. I I was it wasn't quite Pinocchio level dread, uh, but I was not looking forward to watching this movie and I, and I did enjoy myself. Um, so I, I could easily give it a two and a half as well. Maybe I, maybe I go two and a half. I didn't, I didn't like it as much as the first one. Um, but there were parts of it that I enjoyed and, um, enough that I didn't mind that I watched it and I wouldn't even be horrified if I ever had to. So I'll, I'll go two and a half, two and a half. I'm going to go. Steve, for your inaugural rating. I'm going to give it... I'm going to go think about what Kate said. By itself, it would be definitely a two. But knowing that I tied in with the original, I'm giving it... uh, A three. I'm going to go with three. I enjoyed it because I liked the original. So I'm I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, I don't know how you rate this movie standalone, though. Because why would you watch this... Without board, I guess. <laughs> but like, like I, I just can't imagine going. Oh, Hocus Pocus two. Let's go with that. <laughs> you know, and you hadn't seen the original. I'd be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so I do agree with you. It yeah. wouldn't be as good if you didn't have any, any, you know, opinion of the first one. How about you, Derek? Um, it's a one and a half for me. It is, and I, it, this is not as good as the original. This is not even close to as good as the original. And I didn't really like the original that well. I gave the original a two and a half. This has got to be a one and a half. If you, unless you love the original, do not watch this movie. Agreed. Um, yeah, I would, I would agree. How much you liked the first one is going to 
basically Definitely say how much you like this one. Yeah. And you won't like this as well as the original. A, a doubtful, yes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which I will say there are very few sequels that are as good as the originals. Exactly. This is very Agreed. true. Very few. There are some that are as good as the originals. I'm looking at you, some of the Toy Story series. Uh, yeah. Toy Story uh, yeah. 2. Yeah. But, okay. Next week, we are jumping back into what is apparently having read more about it a, a tribute to the old Universal Hollywood shows, which we were hoping for. It is in black and white, Pete. Yes. We are watching Werewolf by Night. I will admit, I'm nervous about watching this because I don't do horror movies. Um, especially if it's bloody and gory or anything like that, I will be the first to admit I will be out on this one. But we're going to give it a shot. We're going to watch Werewolf by Night. Going to try and get. I will at least get some of Micah's opinions if we can't get him on. And that's where we're heading next week for Werewolf by Night. Steve, have you seen the trailer to Werewolf by Night? Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. Yes, because so, um, I think during D twenty three. I think that's when I saw yes. it. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Okay. Kate, are you looking forward to watching this one? I am. I, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm. It's not that I'm looking for. I don't like horror, but um, I'm very conf- like, I, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what the point of it is. So I'll be very interested, especially since Casey and I are working our way through the Marvel universe. Very interested to know what the point of it is. And I think, What's really interesting to me is that it's directed by, and I always spell, say his name right, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's, he's the composer. He composed the music from Up and Incredibles, and I mean a ton of movies. He's he's done the Star Trek movies. Um, he might have done one of the more recent Star Wars movies as well. Um, but he he does a lot of. He's a composer, and he directed this movie or show or whatever you want to call it. And that to me is kind of fascinating that you would have a, uh, a, a composer slash conductor direct your movie. I just, I feel like it'll be very interesting to see how he incorporates music into, cause, uh, cause he's got to, you know, he's almost got it right. He's got to be, <laughs> he's got to also be doing the music right and i will say the music is a huge part of all those old all those old black and white horror movies the music right. makes it so yeah it's gonna be really and, interesting and he's very good at that um because i said like the one of my favorite soundtracks of all time is the incredibles and he made such a like 60s spy tribute soundtrack to the to that move to that original movie and the second movie as well. But like, I love the music from that movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested in yeah. this very much. So probably the most of the group, I think we're going to, yeah. Steve, are you looking forward to seeing it? I am. I'm excited. I think partly because yeah. of possibly horror. I like a little horror, but I also think mystery from what I saw from the preview. So it has that mystery aspect, which is right up my alley. So so oh, if next, if next week it's Steve and Pete, you'll know that it was really, really gory and horror and scary because if you're out. I will have checked out. <laughs> but other than that, guys, please, if you are interested in being on the show at all, or if you're interested, we've still got a couple slots in November that we don't have anything to do. Sword the stone. Done. So 
please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, share. We are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are everywhere at Plus Platoon. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. This is going to be so much fun having you on. So excited. Hey, Pete, as always, Gina, thank you to our producer. And we will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for watching this week's episode of the Plus Platoon. Be sure to subscribe to the Plus Platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week. Then head over to Apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the Plus Platoon visible to even more Disney Plus fans. Also, go to YouTube and like and subscribe to the Plus Platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.